The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine featuring topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month... Now I'd like to call our convention back to order. President Dan Spoon addresses the 61st Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. Welcome to ACB Reports for July 2022. At 7 p.m. on Saturday, July 2nd, ACB President Dan Spoon reconvened the general session of the annual conference and convention of the American Council of the Blind. For that session and those which followed, Approximately 500 individuals were assembled in Omaha, Nebraska, and approximately 600 participated via the Zoom platform. After showing an audio-described video about the organization, President Spoon and ACB Executive Director Eric Bridges reported on the activities and achievements of the American Council of the Blind over the past year. President Dan Spoon began. We have been through a lot. We have been through a lot over these last three years, but we have gotten through it. We are stronger. We are better. At this point in time, Eric and I want to talk to you a little bit, share our thoughts over the last year and really over the last three years. We have been through a lot these last three years, seriously, folks, but we're here. We've withstood the challenge. We are here all together. Think what we've been through over these last three years. In March of 2020, our president, rightfully so, said we needed to all step back, get in our homes, get safe, and deal with an unpredictable and unknown COVID-19 virus. That was also 90 days before our scheduled convention in Schaumburg, Illinois. Most organizations would have packed it up, gone home said, we can't do this this year, but not ACB. We rose to the challenge, and in 90 days, as far as I know, we put on the first virtual convention of any blindness organization in this country or around the world. And we did it in ACB fashion. We didn't just do a little conference. That wouldn't be ACB. We did eight full days with over 100 breakout sessions, primetime shows, movies, a banquet, remember Roy Samuelson, and 20 hours of audio-described tours in the virtual exhibit hall. We did it, folks. And we did it again the next year even better because 100 breakout sessions wasn't enough. So we did 160 the next year. ACB Media, we had six channels simulcasting breakout sessions for eight days. We had Peter Sagel from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me as our banquet speaker. We increased the number of audio-described tours we had. But we didn't just do the conventions. We did our D.C. leadership conferences. Again, we can't walk on Capitol Hill. All the offices are closed. What do we do? We came together. We said, let's do these Zoom sessions. Let's get everybody involved. Let's get in contact with our legislators and our offices And let's schedule Zoom meetings. And what did we find out? We found out we could get more accomplished. We could get more members involved. California, Florida, Texas, on down the line. 
we had as many as 30 and 40 members of a particular affiliate that participated in the Hill visits over Zoom. We found that we could get more done, people were more receptive, and we were more engaged. We could get our members to do show and tell, to talk about different items that interested them, whether it be low vision devices or durable medical equipment. We did an amazing job. And we not only did it with our legislative visits, we did two days of D.C. legislative seminar. We did an amazing president's meeting. We did multiple sessions. We can't help ourselves, guys. We can't just do something. We have to do it better than everybody else. And that's what makes us ACB. So thank you all so, so much for all your efforts. We would never have been able to do this without all of our members. But at the same time, besides getting advocacy work done and convention work done and meetings, we also have really taken good stewardship of our finances within ACB over the last three plus years. We have been able to build up our investment accounts. Before we had the downturn in the market here six months ago, we had built up our investment portfolio to $5.5 million. And what that has allowed us to do is weather a downturn in the economy and a time when it occasionally we have sponsors and corporate partners that are not able to give at the same level that they were able to give before, especially two years ago. But our members stepped up. They did an amazing job of supporting all of our RDC programs, whether it be the monthly monetary support program, the auctions, or our Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. Thank you all for all of your support of ACB. We've done it, folks, and we will continue to do it. At this point in time, I want to turn it over to Eric to give an update on what's going on with our staff and some of the, the really key activities that have taken place over the last year. And then I'm going to come back for a few closing remarks. Eric? Well, good evening. This is cool. We're in the same room together. I'm not behind a laptop speaking into the ether, hoping that people are laughing or interested or not falling asleep while I'm speaking. Well, it's great to be with you all. The last time we all got together, my wife and I hadn't even had our second child yet. Noah, Eric Bridges, was born in December of 2019. So a lot has changed, but a lot hasn't. The dedication of the staff of the American Council of the Blind, the, the folks that tasked with implementing and, and working on the issues that the members and leadership of this organization prioritize, our dedication, our passion has remained through this entire period. A lot has happened over the last couple of years. Are you aware that there are staff members of the American Council of the Blind that had not ever met one another until last night because of the pandemic? Yes, we have regular contact through meetings on Zoom and Teams. Yes, there's great collaboration that is able to happen, but many of us had never met one another face-to-face until we arrived here and we did a staff reception last night for everybody. It was really cool just to actually meet Colby Garrison. She exists. She's just not that effervescent voice on the other end of a Zoom call. Chris Sawyer in our Minneapolis office, who's been managing the mini mall while we're here. He oversees our thrift stores now. Julie Fisher, our HR specialist. And it seems like she's been here a really long time, but it's only been since last March 
of 21, but Swathananda Kumar. And then there are other folks that you all have met down through the years that transitioned from contractor into full-time positions like Joel and Bailey Page. March of this year, Rick Morin. And many thanks, many thanks to Rick uh, for all of the work that he has done in leading uh, the negotiations and the work with the Convention Center AV, as well as the Hilton. Rick has really been the staff person responsible for what you're seeing and hearing this evening. And uh, just want to shout out to Rick for all of your hard work. Thank you. And to fill Rick's uh, spot as an ACB media contractor, we welcomed Larry Gassman. So pretty fantastic. These folks are dedicated to doing quality work that is representative of this line organization. What have we been up to? Well, there was this thing called the Audio Description Awards Gala that was held last year, and you saw some highlights from that in our highlights video. We looked at one of our key strengths, one of the subject matter areas that we have true expertise in, and no one in the world can deny that the American Council of the Blind has real street cred and subject matter expertise in the field of audio description. We looked at that area and said, man, you know, what could we do as an organization to highlight the work that's been done, the companies and organizations that are really making it happen? And we pulled together a plan to put together the first ever Audio Description Awards Gala that was held in November of last year. This took a lot of planning, a lot of forethought, and a lot of logistical hoops were jumped through. I hope most of you have seen it. If you have not, it's on our YouTube channel, American Council of Blinds YouTube channel. Please go and watch it. It's just a little over an hour. It's awesome. It's fully audio described as it should be. But what we were able to do is reach out to our corporate partners to get their buy-in, literally, financial support, but also to have them provide, where possible, celebrity talent to lend some cachet to this event. Stars like Jason Momoa, NFL Hall of Famer Kurt Warner and his wife Brenda, who were getting ready to release a movie called American Underdog which premiered in movie theaters on Christmas Day. They were in there. Zachary Levi, who played Kurt Warner in the movie, and other celebrities. We honored companies that were doing it well, doing audio description well, providing it in nine different languages on Apple TV+. Companies like Netflix, Charter, Comcast NBC Universal, the Summer Olympics, the Winter Olympics, the Paralympics, they did it all, and they intend to continue on. It was tremendous, and I'm here tonight to let you all know that the Audio Description Awards Gala is coming back. It will be virtual and pre-produced once more this year, but the date of the premiere will be the evening of November 29th. So please be on the lookout. We will have more announcements forthcoming in the coming weeks about who's going to be involved and how all that's going to go down. It's going to be fun. I was so pleased tonight to be able to help with the tailgate before the Brendan Dillon Memorial Walk. Over the past year, ACB 
has rolled out a campaign that deals with health, wellness, exercise, fitness, you name it, it's in that area. Getting up and getting moving, the Get Up and Get Moving campaign was a positive outgrowth of the pandemic. When we all had to be indoors, when we all couldn't and did not feel safe for a time going out and being six feet away from one another. I don't know what that means still to this day <laughs> as a blind guy, unless I go get a pool noodle, I guess. I don't know. But what it, what it showed was a historic challenge that our community has faced for decades. And that is a sedentary, sedate lifestyle at times that leads to health complications, that leads to more sedate and sedentary life. And so the Get Up and Get Moving campaign is one of those areas where we want folks to feel like they have the ability to take back their health through exercise and fitness. Not talking about running a marathon or doing all the crazy things that Clark Rockville has done in his cycling career, but movement, consistent movement, everyday movement, doing more little by little. And along the way, what we've been able to do is garner some support from some great corporate partners. And so I'm really happy to announce that just very recently, Nike has agreed to be a health hero. Megan Lawrence is with us here tonight. She spoke at the tailgate. She is the global director of accessibility for Nike. Just before the holidays last year, we were very excited to welcome Walmart as a health hero. So thank you very much to them, uh, to Joanne Stevens in the Healthcare Compliance Division, as well as Russell Schaefer in the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Division of, of Walmart for their continued support of Get Up and Get Moving, as well as prescription drug labeling at Walmart pharmacies around the country. They're really working well with us, and we appreciate their partnership. Last, but certainly not least, is the American Printing House for the Blind, who's also a health hero for 2022. We've worked hand in glove with APH for decades on any number of issues, and it's wonderful that they saw the value in partnering with us on this initiative. This initiative, this campaign is designed to go for three years, but I have a feeling that it will go far beyond because we've struck a nerve in our community about the need to have equal access to exercise and fitness equipment, equal access to our own sensitive patient data that exists in health portals, as well as the need for diagnostic equipment, home health equipment, such as glucometers, blood pressure cuffs, insulin pumps, you name it, not nearly enough of that is truly accessible to our population and makes it challenging for us to successfully take our own health back, which we need to do. And in this area, Clark Rockville, our Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs, as well as Swathananda Kumar, and others within the ACB membership have been exhibiting tremendous leadership and effectiveness. Thank you. Another key area for us that has literally stuck out at times is the inaccessibility of COVID tests. This is an area where we have, through happy collaboration with a little bit of legal advocacy on the side, because sometimes you just need that to move things along, been working with 
the government, with National Institutes of Health, to figure out how we do this. The long-term impact of the work that we're doing will mean that at-home diagnostic tests will be accessible to our community in the future. And we're not just talking about COVID tests. We're talking about pregnancy tests. We're talking about other at-home diagnostic tests that we ought to have the right to privacy and security and independence to take and understand the result all on our own. The notice that you all received within the last 10 days announcing the availability of these more accessible tests was a good sign it is not the solution. A lot is happening. From the work that ACB Media is doing to ensure that this convention goes far and wide beyond this room, that these sessions are podcasted and made available to listeners around the world within days and weeks of this convention, being able to listen through the ACB link app, acbmedia.org, or your Amazon Echo. A lot has happened over the last couple of years. Parts of this organization have evolved so quickly and so breathtakingly, but it's been by necessity. We need to be able to provide more information, more data, more outreach to you all than ever before. We make mistakes. We aren't perfect. We're humans. But what I will say is when we make mistakes, there's never nefarious intentions in mind. We make mistakes because we are not perfect. And we oftentimes, as the day-to-day leader of this organization, we strive not to make the same mistake over again. So with that, as we continue to evolve, and there are questions or concerns, please feel free to reach out to us in the office. My email is ebridges at acb.org. Thank you so much, and I will hand it back to Dan. Well, folks, that's a lot, but there's even more. I want to talk a little bit about our scholarship and awards committees. Two years ago now, maybe three, we formed a partnership with the American Foundation for the Blind, where we help administer their scholarship funds. And so again this year, I want to announce that we have 19 scholarship winners that will spend and receive $92,000 from the American Council of Blind and AFB. This is a wonderful achievement, and all of our scholarship winners will be here tomorrow morning on stage. Please come and give them a huge round of applause. They deserve it. In addition, I want to talk a little bit about our partnership with the National Park Service, Google, and the University of Hawaii. Five years ago, the American Council of the Blind entered into a partnership with the goal of describing all 400 visitors brochures at all of our national parks and historical monuments. At this stage, we are almost halfway through that journey. I want to thank JoLynn Bailey Page, who's been the project manager for this since its inception. And I want to thank all the hard work of the Audio Description Project Committee and the partnership with Brett Oppicard and the folks at the University of Hawaii. We have worked through a pandemic to do virtual field visits, and we have now completed 100 of these virtual field visits. 
It's been a really great accomplishment. And if you want to listen to those visitor brochures, go to the Unity app, download it, and enjoy your national parks. I also want to just echo a little bit more about what Eric said related to accessible COVID testing. We heard loud and clear that we need to do something about this and do it quickly. And this is where the collaboration comes in within the American Council of Blind. Gary Morin, who works as a 508 coordinator in the National Institutes of Health, is also a member of our 508 Audio Description Project Committee focusing on bringing audio description to all of our federal agencies. Gary put us in touch with the director of the institute that actually is responsible for the COVID accessible test kits. I'll never say it. I'll just give it an acronym. It's N-I-B-I-B. But they are responsible for the RADx program through his communication and our due diligence led by Clark Rockwell. We had our first listening session three months ago where we heard from Bruce Tromberg the doctor and director of NIBIB, where he assured us that he would work at both a short-term, intermediate-term, and long-term solution for accessible test kits. They backed that up with monthly listening sessions. The American Council of Line did not have one or two people at this listening session. We had five. We had Clark Rackful, we had Kim Charlson, we had Claire Stanley, we had Jeff Tom, and we had myself. And we were loud and we were clear and we are already seeing the results. I think on Tuesday, there'll be a session with the deputy director of NIBIB. She will be in one of our hybrid breakout sessions to talk to us about the test and to answer all of our questions. It'll be interactive. It'll last for the whole time. So please have an opportunity. Come and see Dr. I call her Dr. Jill. And she really is there to answer our questions. I want to talk about our community. Our community did not exist two years and three months ago. Through the work of Cindy Hollis, our manager of membership engagement, and Colby Garrison, our community assistant, and our new community support committee headed by Lucy Edmonds, we have worked over these last two plus years, I think we're getting very close to actually having broadcast 9,000 community events. We have 300,000 touch points. That's how many times a blind person has got on a community event and participated. 300,000. That's a lot of touches, folks. And we've done that because of all of you, we have 150 trained hosts. We have almost 200 facilitators. We have so many folks that have given so much of their time. Committees that bring wonderful programming, special interest affiliates, individuals. It has given us an opportunity to connect, connect often and connect instantly. And I want to thank all of you because without the community, we would not be where we are today. Thank you so much.
Last but not least, I want to get a little personal. This has been a very difficult year. Right after I left the convention last year, I had the wonderful opportunity to have emergency surgery and have a stent put in my main artery that went to my heart. That will change your perspective on life, folks, I tell you. Then I lost my father in January, and I know many of us are dealing with parents that are aging. It's a very difficult situation. A week later, I lost my brother-in-law to COVID-19, but I always try to look at things on the positive side. And I always come back to our five core values, integrity and honesty, respect, collaboration, flexibility, and initiative. And I want to add one more to that because I think it's really important, and that's kindness. These last three years have been very, very difficult on all of us, and we've done amazing things. But too many times over the last six months, I've seen us not act with kindness, but kind of look at our members and friends as somebody that maybe we can lash out or kind of get away with having a bad conversation or a bad feeling. And it's not fair. It's not right for any or all of us. We are family. We care so much about each other. I'm going to tell you a little story that happened to me, and I put it in one of my president's messages when I first became president. When I was in college, I was a kind of a cocky guy, you know, go to the sporting events, give everybody a hard time. So me and my buddies, we're sitting at a baseball game at the University of Florida, and we're playing Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt's a pretty good baseball team. I don't know if you all know that, but they're, they're doggone good. Gators aren't bad either. But anyway, so they're playing baseball. And we are giving the manager heck. You just kind of, you heckle the manager. You give him a hard time. So we're, hey, hey, buddy, where'd you get those pants? I didn't know you wanted to show me what's going on. You know, we're just giving him a hard time. We're heckling him. You know, where'd you get that hat? You know, man, what a beer belly you got on you, buddy. We're yelling at him. We're giving him a hard time. We're having so much quote unquote fun, right? So about the third inning, there's a woman sitting in front of me with her little daughter. Had to be five, six years old. She's sitting in the row right in front of me. And she leans over to her mom. And she says, mom, why do those men that are sitting behind us hate daddy so much? I could have rolled underneath that stadium at that point in time. And I have never, ever forgotten that as long as I live. I'll never forget it. So when you say things, when you reach out in a moment of anger or a moment of frustration and you take it out on your colleague, on your friend, it hurts. And don't forget that. It hurts. So this weekend, when the person's in front of you in line and they're taking too long to order, don't get mad. Give them a hug. When you're sitting at that elevator and you can't wait for those, you're getting on at the same time they're getting off. Don't yell. Just say, I'm here. Let's take our time. We'll get through this. You know, let's take the opportunity this week to reconnect, to cherish our friendships. It has been so great to see each other again. So for each of you, please take that extra moment and be patient for all of us. 
Enjoy your convention. Enjoy being a member of ACB. That was American Council of the Blind President Dan Spoon and Executive Director Eric Bridges addressing the 61st Annual Conference and Convention of ACB in Omaha, Nebraska on July 2nd. Their presentation was edited to fit the time constraints of this program. You've been listening to ACB Reports from the American Council of the Blind. ACB Reports is heard each month on audio information services across the United States and worldwide on the ACB Media Network, acbmedia.org. The show is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Contact the American Council of the Blind at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another edition of ACB Reports.